0: Writer and director Helia Ajo is a proud queer filmmaker and her film In Passing is a deeply personal reflection of her life and work. The live action short film has been selected for the world premiere in competition at the Oscar qualifying Tribeca Film Festival. Now In Passing was selected from over 8,000 submissions with its three screenings selling out in just 30 minutes. Her work explores human connection solitude, and our relationship to the natural world, and she exercises her roots in visual art with her incredible style, often incorporating practical effects. Now, she holds a bachelor's degree in media arts and culture and is currently a graduate film thesis student at NYU. Her short in passing is a film that makes you investigate your own home and see whether you choose love over work or vice versa. Now, this powerfully moving film is a must-see, so let's welcome writer director Helia Aho and her film *In In Passing* to the show.
1: Welcome, Helia. Thank you.
0: Hi. Well, I have to ask, what was there? Was there a particular film that touched you that ignited your passion to pursue a career in filmmaking?
1: Um, not really. Uh, <laughs> I think you know I've got my. Favorites ish. Um, I, I think that I, I was interested in filmmaking more just because I was interested in art as a kid. And then when I got to college, it was kind of like I kind of fell into the media classes, and that's what I enjoyed most. So I thought maybe it's my best bet for um, actually having a career in something creative.
0: So, with your film in passing, you wrote the script. And directed it, correct mm-hmm. yeah well, where did the idea come from for this film?
1: Um it was I originally wanted to write about burnout, so it it originally started out as just a couple and they have opposite schedules, so one works days and one works nights, and they barely get to see each other, but they're kind of cohabiting in the same space and then I also just had this image in my mind that of like somebody kind of crawling out of a painting covered in blue paint and I wasn't sure where to put it or what it meant. And then because the project was, it's called the third year collab project at NYU. So it's a collaboration between the grad acting, grad design and grad film departments. Um, So we had to use actors from grad acting and then we we got to work with the designers. So I was trying to find ways of making, it a bit more of a production design heavy project. And it just ended up really, I don't know, I meshed the two <laughs> together. So I've got, you know, the visual didn't go as far as it was in my head, but I think it, you know. We
0: well, <laughs> I'm going to make a comment about the, the blue paint visual in a minute because I, I don't want to give everything completely away here, but. You know, we live in a world where there are more creatives than ever. And I think a lot of times the, the creative spirit within people was probably, for, for millions of people, were birthed through uh, and caused by the pandemic. You know, a lot of people stuck at home and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, you know, there's probably dreams that they pursue that they never had time for. So we have more creatives than ever. And I love this contrast in the film. You have one character that is a full-blown creative and, you know, someone's working from home, but then their partner is either at the office or in case in your film, the demanding environment of being a sous chef. So I loved the contrast between those two. You, I mean, I think you really picked the far ends of the spectrum from left and right, which <laughs> I thought was brilliant. Uh, were there certain elements of the film Uh, that you had pulled from your own life experiences?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think it ended up being or it 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 does seem very personal. when I just give the facts that like I paint and my partner used to work in the restaurant industry and used to be a suit chef. I more picked it because I uh, therefore because she could tell me like all of her horror stories and all of the specifics i didn't have to like do my own research into something um but therefore yeah it it, it ended up becoming um something that was more personal i don't think that because we like she's not working in that anymore and she kind of stopped when we got together and it's not directly uh personal but it's definitely um i think that the experience of trying to be a creative when and like it it, it's very like i spend a lot of time working on stuff for me especially as a student because i haven't had to uh do it for money full time yet so it's just like all of these personal projects and i can just spend you know i work hard but it's all stuff for me uh, versus the contrast of, yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: I, no, I, I can completely, I can completely relate. I mean, yeah. because there's a lot of work that I do that in reality, it's just for me, okay? It's it's just the way when we work in media or a creative environment. But for you writing the script, was it an emotional journey?
1: I'd say yes. I think this script writing process was unique in that I was writing while rehearsing. Um, So it was cast in early stages. Like I just had to come up with a script that would work with the age group of, you know, and then I met, um, I saw, I didn't even, I wasn't even in person for their audition videos, but like all of the grad actors had monologues. And then I kind of chose who I thought would be best suited for the roles, but then kind of had to, you know, Fit it to them. Uh, but then we would meet every week, and we would read the next, you know, rehearse the next version of the script, and then I'd go away and make notes. So <laughs> I recently had started on another project, and I was writing, and I was like, "Why is this so hard?" And then it's like, "Oh, right, because the last one that I wrote, I knew immediately whether it worked or not because I could rehearse like <laughs> while I was writing." So, um, well, yeah, you know,
0: the Science. your directing skills really showed the emotion, the emotion from each character, which I loved. Yeah. Was there any difficulty in getting the actors to bring forth the message that you wanted the viewer to feel as if they were walking in their shoes? You know, maybe see in passing in their own lives.
1: Um, I think both Kai and Fedra were did. A really amazing job and we're very um receptive to kind of going deep with the character and uh i didn't experience any difficulty there i think that we most of <laughs> i tend to be very like rehearsals are like half about processing and just like talking about the character or these scenarios or like exactly what the effect that we're trying to have is versus you know time spent practically doing, which I, you know, know is very important as well. But, well, you know, yeah, in, I think that we all had really strong um, understandings of the characters and the theme going into it. You know, in the
0: film, I can see love. I see care, uh, aggravation, frustration, um, distance, emotional distances, I, uh, I would say, financial worries, uh, definitely tension, And yes, even respect, which I see that comes later in the film. I mean, for you, and being a director, what was it like to deal with so many emotions within a short film?
1: Uh, I mean, short film is always difficult because you always want to, you're always cutting away things that you want to include. Um, Yeah, I think because you know and i cut scenes as well afterwards and um i mean yeah it's a challenge to try to do something like portray complexity in such a short period of time um but i think just finding like the small subtle moments that feel like that like little pieces of things taken from real situations in mine or others' lives, and then just like thinking about it and infusing it with like all of you know I I don't, yeah I'm not sure. Sorry. Repeat well, the-
0: well, no, because you know, like what I guess one way to explain this film is like looking at a puzzle. You know, at first you have a puzzle, a puzzle that's let's say half finished. And you have all of these other pieces that need to come together. But as you're looking at it, you start to see each individual piece standing on its own. And then finally, as the film is coming to the close, all those pieces finally come together. And and that's really one way to explain this film. You know, so many people pass each other in their own homes. But... You know, careers start creating a disconnect. Uh, Many times relationships. And this film shows it how a relationship can become very lopsided. Uh, I even saw resentment within this storyline, which I think a lot of people really need to take a very hard look at. Because I think it's the resentment that in today's time uh, can rear its ugly head in relationships. Uh, how important was it for you to show that resentment uh, kind of blossoming uh, between the two characters?
1: Yeah, I think um, I, as a storyteller, I tend to shy away from plot, I'd say. So I feel like the resentment is the tension in the film. Um, so it was very important to include just to have something you know a bit more interesting where it's like you don't know exactly what's going to happen and um yeah I just think it's an interesting thing to explore that it it's kind of the idea is that these two people would be are you know as perfect as they could like two people could they they are very compatible they have a beautiful relationship, but that this outside force has kind of come in and um yeah, built <laughs> resentment where there wouldn't be um without that pressure to make money. Um well let me and- ask you
0: this hilia because as I you know when I, I was watching the film I I, I watched it a couple of times to to really grasp what you were trying to do and say within the the film and the characters. Uh, The sous chef seemed to resent her artist partner's easygoing creative career a bit because she's under so much stress and her partner is at home uh, enjoying the natural sunlight from the windows and being creative and being free and and not having her feathers ruffled by daily life or a demanding job. Uh, Did I get that element right?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I was kind of playing with within it, thinking about like, the privileges that come with being able to uh, be a creative. uh, But I also think that the challenges are just they are very different. So when you're really engrossed in, you know, one world or the other, it it can be probably difficult to kind of, to fully understand what the other person is going through. Um, So I think that creating that contrast was, uh, it was just an interesting way to explore that idea.
0: yeah, I think one of the things that uh, you really brought to life, and I'm, I'm hoping that when people watch this film in passing, that in a relationship, people need to stop assuming what the other that the other person understands what you're going through. A lot of people in a relationship will show anger, resentment, uh, snide remarks, being sarcastic. Uh, being aloof, being distant, and they're expecting their partner to kind of understand maybe the disruption or the, the pain, the struggle that they're going through. Because the sous chef is like, I gotta pay bills. I gotta take that shift. You know, money doesn't grow on trees. And, and in a way, she almost seemed like she was putting her partner down for, for being this free going creative like you're not pulling your weight around here kind of
1: thing. And
0: I felt that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, um, it's also kind of a a displaced anger at, uh, you know, a lot of people are kind of (laughs) in jobs that they feel very taken advantage in. Um, I think that yeah, like my original intention to make a movie about burnout, um, and just having to work and feeling like you can't, you know, if you if you have a problem with somebody at work, you feel like you can't really solve it there. So then you bring it home, and then it, you kind of hide it, and then it eventually comes out when it's not even really about. Like, that's not even what it's really about. <laughs> well, no,
0: that's, that's exactly right. And, and I think a lot of people today, and you showed it in the film, a lot of people don't know how to express what they really want to say. And in that case of the film where there's that argument, it comes out wrong. And uh, I thought that scene was really brilliant uh, I could actually feel the artist' feelings getting hurt. So, job well done. Uh, job well done in that area. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: now, I want to bring up the blue paint scene. and Because you said that in the beginning, you were trying to figure out where to put it. And when I watched that scene, I have to tell you, Helia, I loved it because... For me, it showed that the sous chef started to respect her partner's talent, um, her contribution, and then, and then what she does. And I guess in some way, uh, definitely finds a beauty in it. And then all of a sudden, the film turns towards this sense of peace and togetherness, which I thought was beautiful.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, I think I. I think that it it. When you have when you, when there is resentment that's building and it's usually happening under the surface and then it it's like you're kind of creating this narrative in your head about the other person that once it comes out in the wrong way then you kind of realize that it was unfair or wasn't exactly realistic. And then that scene is just supposed to be, um, you know, because the sous chef character kind of snapped and things came out in a way. And then she, you know, is lying there kind of regretting um, and realizing that she hurt her partner. um, It kind of opens her up to being able to take some steps back to it was supposed to be like, yeah, like kind of re refinding that love or like that respect that you had that you tend to have for someone early in a relationship, um and going back and rediscovering, yeah, like why why she loved her in the first place, um and like how her, all of her characteristics that brought them together and that made this once healthy relationship have been kind of overlooked recently because of other things that are, you know, not important.
0: (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Was there a special meaning uh, in the reason why you chose blue paint?
1: Not really it was just one of those things where i just saw it really clearly (laughs) and it just felt right um yeah i don't know
0: (laughs) well i you know i was looking at i'm like okay is there a meaning of the blue because you know i know you know film directors have a tendency to put something into a film and not say anything really about it but it may be Uh, a metaphor for something so I was just curious if the blue meant something very specific but
1: uh, I mean well her like little in the kind of dream sequency bit where there's um, the artist character is talking about her dreams and she's talking about this iceberg and um, I did a series of paintings of icebergs that were all just I was just using blue a lot i think that time in my life and so it just felt right for the film for that reason just because i yeah and then it became like the artist just you know in the beginning starts doing this painting in blue and it's like kind of i think that the blue became a bit of a metaphor for who she actually wants to be in her art like how she wants to it's her color palette. it's what she wants to use, but then because she's doing it for money and commissions, it's just as simple as having to, you know, go by somebody else's palette. Uh, and then so when the blue paint is kind of coming out of the painting that she couldn't get right and then she hates. it's this kind of like um, literally like the other character kind of trying to to walk into her partner's like true self and what she wants for herself and, and who she is. And
0: you bring up, you bring up I- icebergs, which I think is interesting because they're white on top, but a lot of people don't understand that below an iceberg, the ice is really blue and the iceberg's actually larger underwater. So in a way, you know, the blue paint could also be, uh, a sign that uh, there's something much bigger lurking under the surface of one's emotions and mm-hmm. yep. um, that needs to be um, I guess addressed I'm not going to say corrected I'm just going to say addressed and then <laughs> let it go from there but for you Helio how does it feel to be selected uh, for the Tribeca Film Festival
1: yeah uh <laughs> it's pretty wild (laughs) uh it was yeah very unexpected and and a very very happy shock um i'm yep trying to i because i've just come off of shooting my thesis film so i'm trying to like get out of the brain the shooting brain and into the like but this is my first i haven't really well i've never attended a festival in person before so it's kind of a big a
0: big one big well, first well has this film been shown at other film festivals prior to tribeca or is this the first one
1: uh this is its premiere yeah
0: wow talk about starting <laughs> at the top of the film yeah. <laughs> festival world i mean you you must have been absolutely shocked to learn that you that you were selected.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely just, you know, you kind of submit to a couple of big ones just in case just to feel like you you checked that box and then yeah, but I wasn't
0: So <laughs> you was weren't that. even thinking that you would actually get selected, but you just said at least I submitted to Tribeca.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: great. <laughs> that is crazy and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, well, what did you think of your showings being sold out so quickly?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, it was stressful at first cuz I didn't have any tickets. <laughs> so, I ended up like being able to manage to get a few, but I wasn't even thinking about how great it is. It was just like <laughs> Wait,
0: wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. You mean you mean you have to get your own ticket into your own showing? They don't Not supply from- that to the actual filmmaker?
1: <laughs> I get to go, but like, I didn't even have the ticket for my partner, uh, <laughs> for example, but it's okay now. Everything's fine.
0: <laughs> well, 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 well that's, that's a good thing. That's a good yeah. thing because, you, you know, you don't want to go to those things alone because uh, you no. need to have somebody there to enjoy. So, so you know, and I've heard stories from others when they, when they sit inside the theater, they're at a major film festival, their film is being shown. So are you going to be the one that, uh, kind of just looks at the floor or are you just going to kind of look around and see what people's reactions are
1: i'm trying to not be the person who looks at the floor that is my truth i think that's like where i land on the spectrum but i'm trying to step out of that <laughs> i don't like watching my own work especially around yeah it.
0: i i can agree with that i i have <laughs> those moments as well but so you're going to be kind of like looking around the theater maybe maybe sit way in the back so you can kind of scan the room and check everybody's reactions to the film
1: yeah i don't know i'll i'll try i'll try to be present and not in my head yes well
0: i would probably predict that there should be a standing ovation because i enjoyed the film immensely it's a brilliant work of art Uh, I can tell that a lot of thought went into it. Uh, The casting, the storyline was perfect. Um, Even down to the cinematography. uh, Mm. I loved the look of the film because it it really played a role in how those characters in the storyline is perceived.
1: Yeah. Caitlin, my cinematographer, actually just shot my... Uh, shot my next film. We just got off of a shoot together. So (laughs) it's pretty cool that we're able to, I don't, yeah, we, I think on this film particularly, and, and the production designer, Zach, was incredible. It was just like one of those weird moments where you just get so many people together who really see eye to eye and really click creatively and personally, and everyone just worked really, really well together. Um, and it was, I don't know, it's really a lovely experience. Well was
0: so. So, so what is next for Helia Aho? Uh
1: editing this most recent, yeah. <laughs> um, the next film. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh and um I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm I'm you know, graduating school very soon. Uh and Wait a minute.
0: Let me ask you something because this is
1: this is strange. Okay,
0: so you just did your 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 film for your thesis. Mm-hmm. What is that like knowing that you have a film for your thesis, but your other film is going to be shown at the Tribeca Film Festival? I think they yeah, should just g- give you the the doctorate now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. it's uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> When, I, when it first happened, I was like, oh, well, that just takes all of the pressure off of the next film because I've already succeeded with the first one, so I don't have to, this doesn't have to be perfect, but then it, it kind of became, well, it has to be even more perfect now because my last one was at Tribeca, so this one has to be, like, yeah, a step up or something. But, um, no, I mean, it's all all good things. Well,
0: like, you know, I, I think that having your... First film actually being selected for the Tribeca Film Festival. I think this alone, uh, not only does it make the resume look great, but I think that people are going to become, they're going to come calling. And I think that your career in filmmaking is about to take a very big upwards turn. So, uh, again, in passing is brilliant. And, ladies and gentlemen, you need to go to tribecafilm.com. Now, look, the showings are sold out, but this thought-provoking film premieres on June 10th, also June 11th, as well as June 17th. Again, all three showings sold out in within 30 minutes. But guess what? You can still see in passing, because the film, uh, if you go to TribecaFilm.com, you go online, sign up, you can view the film from June 19th to July 2nd. Okay, so I encourage you to do so. So if you are a student of film, a lover of film, want to see what other people are doing and that that were selected to this incredible uh, film festival, and ladies and gentlemen, you got to keep this in mind, it's an Oscar qualifying film festival. So I encourage you to watch this incredible film in passing. And I want to thank you, Helia, uh, for sharing with us your brilliant film today.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much.
0: (laughs) You're very welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for watching the Ward Bond show and catch the replay of our television interview on our YouTube channel on bond on cinema. As for me, I'll see you next time.